everyone, we continue our read through the New Testament. Today we are in Revelation 18, which shows the final and complete decimation of Babylon. So let's read together and look at it. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. So we'll stop there right now. So here we have another angel coming and declaring the absolute final state that Babylon will fall into. It gives the reality that she will be fallen. She is done for. Her judgment is final. And he talks about here why, right? First, she has become a dwelling place for demons, right? A haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable. That just simply means an inhabitant, right? She has been inhabited by evil and she has gladly welcomed them there. She has allowed them to live and to take up their dwelling place there in her uncleanness and her detestable nature. Secondly, she has led the nations astray in wickedness and immorality, and she has perverted the leaders of the world and the merchants. So both political and economic power have been completely perverted by this wicked worldly system as she is a haunt for the wicked, a haunt for demons, a dwelling place of wickedness. Verse 4, Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues, for her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double portion for her in the cup she mixed, as she glorified herself and lived in luxury, so give her a like measure of torment and mourning, since in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow." And mourning I shall never see. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day. Death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. Here this this other angel comes and gives another message of doom on Babylon. But this time, he does it by calling out the people of God. Those who are in there. He, he those, those This final call of repentance in a way. Those who might hear the voice of the shepherd, they are to come out from her, lest they continue to indulge in her sin, and lest in doing so they take part in her plagues, her judgment. One of the most important texts here, he says, Her sins are heaped as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. My friend, the only tower that this world can build to heaven is the tower of sin, which reaches God. And the most terrible thing in this world is that God can remember our iniquities. Take that in contrast with the promise of the new covenant where God says, I will remember your iniquities no more. And there's only two kinds of people, those whose iniquities have been removed and forgiven because they have been washed by the blood of Christ and he has bore those sin on their behalf and the wrath of God on their behalf or those whose sin is still upon them and God will remember them. And when they reach the fullness of their heights in the final hour, he will bring all in perfect, complete judgment upon her, as we see here, paying back double for her deeds, a double portion for the cup she mixed for others. He will pour his wrath out perfectly. That this, this Babylonian system, which believed that it could not be touched, which it could not be brought low, 
will be absolutely done so within a single day we see here in this prophetic message of doom that will come upon her as she will be burned with fire as the Lord judges her. And then we see three sets of lamentations. There are three lamentations as the dwellers of the world, the lovers of Babylon, weep over her destruction. Verse 9, And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city Babylon. And for in a single hour your judgment has come. So here we see the lovers of Babylon, these those who committed sexual immorality, the leaders of the world weeping over the fact that she has been judged. That which they once gave love to, made love with, or having an adulterous affair with the, the, the loves of this world, the power, the prestige for these worldly leaders, all of it has now been completely judged. They have no lover left for them. Verse 11, Now the merchants and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, and sheep, horses, and chariots, and slaves, that is, human souls. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. Now you see both the profits and pleasures of the world having been totally decimated. All those who found their security and their profits, who sought to even use their own fellow image bearers as slaves for the sake of economic gain, of personal profit, so that they might indulge in their lustful pleasures to, to go and to have all of the things, all of the delicacies that they thought money could buy at the cost of hurting and, and others, finding security in the things of the world, living and indulging in the vanity of material things. They have now been utterly destroyed. And so the merchants of the world weep over the fact that profits and pleasures have been burnt away. All those profits and pleasures that they indulged in, all of the treasures that they stored up for themselves in this world have now been utterly decimated. Verse 15, The merchants of these wares who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and with pearls. For in a single hour all this waste has been laid to, wealth has been laid to waste. And all the shipmasters and seafaring men, sailors, and all whose trade is on the sea stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads, and they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth. For in a single hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Here we see the final woe, the final lamentation over the city who in all of her fine pleasures has been destroyed. All of these who gained their wealth from her, these sailors and, and, and shipmasters who navigated her, who found adventure through her, who, found, who made their, their wealth 
through her. She is utterly destroyed. And what's so fascinating about this picture is whether it was kings or merchants or, or sailors, all of the world who took and, 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 and gained from this worldly wicked system, this great prostitute Babylon, we are told that they will watch her destruction. And I think that this is so important that God is so just in his judgment that when he brings judgment on the world for its rebellion and rejection of him, he will do so in a way that is also instructional, that he literally is teaching them a lesson on the basis of their folly and the nature of their sinfulness to show them just how sinful they are, so much so that I believe that upon their judgment, even they will have to give a hearty amen to the just nature of the judgment of the God of God. And notice here a difference while the world laments over the fall of Babylon. Verse 20 says how the saints and the apostles and prophets, they rejoice over it. Why? Because this is the system that has oppressed them, that has sought to put them down, that has sought to, to, to put out, to extinguish the light of Christ within her. But she has lost and the saints have victory in Christ And now we see that final victory come to pass in verse 21 through the end of the chapter, which shows the final and complete decimation. It gives us a picture of the complete decimation of Babylon. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sounds of harpists and musicians of flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you and no more. The sound of the meal will be heard in you and no more. And the light of the lamp will shine in you no more. The voice of the bridegroom will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. Here we see just a picture of absolute and complete destruction. A picture of the angel throwing down a great millstone. Remember, earlier we saw that the merchants were those who worked in the mills. And it's amazing how it's literally the very thing which they found pleasure and profit that is the means by which they are brought destruction. The millstone, that great massive stone which would have been tied to an ox and pulled in circles till it crushed up grain, a, a means of profit and pleasure. It is thrown down into the sea, and this is where this comes out of Jeremiah and its destruction of Babylon, foreseen there in a lived parable where he is, tells his servant to take the scroll or the book that he's written and to tie a stone to it and throw it into the Euphrates where it will sink. And this is what happens here. We see a picture of literally Babylon drowning in its own chaos. That's the picture of it going into the sea. This is the same thing that Jesus used if someone were to harm one of his little ones, referring to his disciples. It is better for them to to tie a millstone around the neck and cast himself into the sea. This is that same picture where basically what Jesus is saying there is that that is a picture of the judgment that they are going to face. That that literal picture would be better than the real judgment that that will come to them for their falling and leading others into sin. All of the things that once distracted them, music and games and all of that will be gone. All of the economic pleasures and workers, all of that will be gone. No, 
all the sounds of busyness and hustle and bustle that we hear throughout our cities and our stadiums, all of it will be gone. The light of the lamp will shine no more. The, the common grace of the Lord will be gone. The church will, have, will be taken away at this moment when Christ returns to bring the final judgment. He will gather His, his church into the clouds with Himself a picture of both the resurrection and the glorification of the saints as they are brought and carried into glory with their bridegroom who has come to receive them. He snatches them away and now only darkness is poured out upon the world in the final judgment. Not a tribulation, but the final consummating judgment is what is being pictured here as the bridegroom has been has carried away his bride the voice of grace and light and truth is gone. And with that meaning, there is no more opportunity for repentance. There is no more gospel proclamation. There is just judgment for those who remain because they have been deceived by the sorcery of Babylon and because they have killed the people of God. God now vindicates His people once and for all as He completely decimates the wicked worldly system that has led so many astray and sought to oppress his people and dampen his light. No longer will that be the case as she will be finally destroyed. And why the earth dwellers, those who loved Babylon, who received pleasure from her and profit from her, why they weep. We see in chapter 19 at the beginning, the glorious celebration of the saints, that that which once harmed them has been utterly destroyed. They have been vindicated by their righteous and perfect King, their Bridegroom, Jesus Christ. And He will turn also to then taking out the last two minions of the dragon with the destruction of the beast and the false prophet in chapter 19. And we'll look at that tomorrow. God bless.